By the way, seagulls, they don't sing like birds sing. They don't chirp. It's not seagulls chirping, is it? What do seagulls do? While I continue telling the story, you make yourself useful and Google, what do seagulls do? How do they do the sound? Yeah. How do you say the sound that a seagull does? It's not chirping. You wouldn't say I listen to the seagull singing in the evening. Like they don't sing. Apparently, it's a... Oh, they squawk here. They squawk. Squawk. That word sounds like what they do. That's true. Squawk. But I'm not sure I've read or heard this before. So common question, because when you Google it, there's like, you know, a bunch of variations of this question being asked on various sites. Uh, but then like one answer is like some purr, some grunts, some squawk, some laugh, some croon, some cry, some squeal, some hoot, some coo. So, but for me, I'm like in camp squawk and maybe cruel, but it's really no squawk. Let's go with squawk. I've had a couple of interesting experiences just swimming in the ocean. One, probably the most interesting one for me was the first day that I came down here at this beach, at this hotel or resort. The first day there, it was very windy. And so there were tons of waves and kind of the ocean was very disquiet, very kind of busy, and people weren't enjoying necessarily being in the water for too long. So the kind of the entire beach was packed, but there were not that many people in the water, right? Because kind of like you kept having waves splash into your face and sort of like less pleasant. And in Greece, one beautiful thing in the summer is that many times you'll have what we call an ocean that's so quiet, so flat, so like moveless, that they call it lavi in Greece, which means oil. It's like the ocean is like oil. The sea is like oil. There's not no movement. And it's always like that usually, no matter what the day will look like in the early mornings. It's very little wind, very kind of calm waters. And during the day, it may or may not be windier. The last couple of days have been quite windy. So anyway, so, you know, I've been sitting in the sun for a while. And eventually, I really wanted to go into the ocean. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll just go no matter how wavy and windy it is. And I got into the water and instinctively, I did something quite differently from how I would usually swim in that kind of a water. So in general, I'd like to jump into the water and swim quite fast for a little while and then maybe stop and enjoy it and then you know swim for a while again and then take another little break. But I'm either swimming while I'm you know, enjoying taking a break. This time around, especially the first time when I jump into the kind of cold water of the ocean, I'll swim for quite a while, kind of to get into the rhythm of things. But this time, I very gently kind of immersed into the water and I swam very slowly. Although the waves were quite strong and big and relentless, I swam almost like in, uh, in slow motion, just super slow. And it was the gentlest of experience, like all these waves and all this, it was not a struggle. It was effortless. And as I was doing it, I realized what I was doing. And I thought, huh, when I don't fight the waves, when I'm not clashing into them because I'm trying to swim against them or through them, or when I'm trying to swim really fast against the wind and the waves and the current, there is no struggle. And there's no splashing in my face and nothing. And I'm actually, I'm moving forward. Like there's movement and things. If I just fully focus on my body sensation, and I don't think, and I have many thoughts, I'm just in the water, trusting my body and adjusting, letting my body adjust to things, dictate the rhythm without thought, without, oh, there's a wave coming. Oh, let's swim to the left or oh, to the right. Oh, this is uh, annoying. 
And if I go slower because the waves are strong, it's super smooth. And this relates to another time or a week prior where I was in the water. And I think I mentioned this to you where I realized that when I'm able to have no thoughts, when I'm in sort of a deep meditative state in the water and I'm swimming, I realized how much further I was able to swim and how effortless it was. I was swimming large distances almost effortlessly because thinking while swimming is very tiring. I don't know. Did we put this on an episode? I can't remember. But thinking while swimming, thought is very tiring. And you adjust, you swing too fast or too slow, you tense up here, then always in the way, if you're thinking while you're swimming, it's always sort of in the middle of your way and making the exercise of the activity hard. And that's not just true for swimming, that's true for many other things. But this like, when you're thoughtless, when you're just body and movement embodied, and when you let your body and the wisdom of your body can dictate the rhythm, the speed, the breathing, the movement, things are much smoother and take much less energy. And that was even more powerful to do when basically I didn't swim very fast or very powerfully. I swam very slowly and gently while the sea was very kind of rough. And I could tell that there was no struggle because I wasn't fighting the sea. I wasn't swimming against the waves. I wasn't swimming too fast. Like when the ocean is this busy, me swimming really fast will make this a clash, will make this a fight, and I will lose, right? It's going to be very tiring and very frustrating. But when the sea's kind of busy and splashing and I go slow, it just made it, I don't know, it was surprisingly effortless and kind of buttery smooth. And it was just because I was adjusting or letting my body adjust to a type of speed that I usually never swim in. Like this was my grandmother's speed or something. I said, very slow swimming, but it was very satisfying because the ocean was so wild and it was so smooth. Like there was no struggle in me and it felt, it was a very new experience. But I've been to in rougher oceans and in calm oceans, usually in rougher oceans when I swim, it's not a long experience because it's sort of a struggle, you know, even if it's enjoyable. But it was a very new and beautiful experience and I could not help but see the metaphor in it. <laughs> I couldn't help, but this relates to more than just this very moment in this activity of swimming. And I loved it. Like I kept going back into the water and I kept kind of watching other people. And most people would just go into the water for a little bit, splash around a little bit, go out or go in, swim for a tiny bit, come out. Nobody was staying in long. And it made sense because it's not enjoyable if you swim against the ocean and then anytime I would go in, I would basically, I was like a little boy that found a toy and I was like, let me see if it's still fun. Like, was this just an hour ago? Let me see if this is still true. Is it really true? Then I would immerse myself in the ocean really slowly and let the waves, you know, carry me and swim very slowly, gently forward, like a turtle, like Cassiopeia, slowly leading the way, just like very slowly. And every time I was surprised how smooth it was. And I thought, you know, going with the flow might not just mean going with a current of life or moving in the direction that momentum is pushing you. It's adjusting to the right pace, the right speed, the right state of mind for this. And maybe when the world outside seems particularly windy and tumultuous and, and rough uh, and busy, Maybe we need to find a way to slow down as we not retreat, not run out of it, but also not fight it, you know, like, oh, everything is difficult and all these things in my life and in the world out there are really 
making me struggle. And so I'm going to, you can go and be like, I'm going to beat it with just pure willpower, but it's going to be exhausting, right? It's going to be rough and very, very exhausting. I thought, oh, maybe you just go slower. Like you're just way where you're not fighting the waves of life. You're not fighting against the opposition. You don't have to submit to it either. Just go with it. Like I was swimming in a different direction than the waves, but I was not fighting them. You know, I was just gently working in a tempo and rhythm that allowed me to progress on my goal slower than I usually would, but appropriate to the external circumstances, right? In this reality, I can move forward in this speed slower than I like, but still I progress quite a lot. And it's effortless, so I could keep doing this for a very long time. Or I can jump in there and fight the waves and give it my all, but I'm not going to get that far, right? And it's going to be not that enjoyable. It's going to be a whole fight. Or I just decide, I jump in and I jump out and I go, I have no chance. This is too difficult. But if you go slow, you know, slow is smooth, smooth is fast, right? If you go slow and you adjust to the flow of things, not flowing with them, adjusting to the flow. In this case, the flow was big waves, you know, unrelenting towards me. So I had to swim slower and gentler and adjust to a different type of swimming with the waves. I've never thought about going with the flow. I always thought it says going with wherever everything else is going, like going with the direction. If there's waves going with the flow, it's not going in the water <laughs> or letting the waves push you out to shore. That's going with the flow. But I realized now going with the flow means just adjusting to the right tempo of life, right? And again, this is a reality that keeps surprising me, that I keep forgetting. It is and was eye-opening how far I was able to move with how little effort. You know, I'm like, huh. You know, I got quite far into the ocean with fairly gentle, effortless movement. I'm like, yeah. This makes sense. And this is also not just true for swimming in the ocean. It's just so true for life. That's why all the stories about the turtles, you know, winning races against much faster animals. Because, you know, one step at a time at a temple that you can do that's right for you, for your body, for your situation, for the weather, for tiny little movements, because they're effortless and therefore they're never relenting. They're never ending. They're just smooth momentum. Keep going. You'll win every race of life. You'll go very, very, very far. And it's going to be very, very enjoyable because you actually get to enjoy the journey because you're not fighting the path and the world and the weather conditions. You're flowing with them. And I definitely recognized some of that in my life lately where things seemed overwhelming and stressful and I got to do this, I got to do that and this decision, that decision, this difficult conversation and that thing and all that, these problems seems like waves that keep crashing on me and I'm trying to stand steady on the ground and I'm constantly losing my footing and it's painful and I'm like, oh my God, why does nobody have mercy? Why doesn't this calm down? Instead of just, you know, Stop fighting and stop standing there. Just immerse yourself and just ever gently, slowly move with the waves and see what happens then. Like slow it down internally and don't fight as much. And things might become very effortless. And so like I still remember, I think I went into the ocean like three, four times that day. And every time I knew I was like, I can't believe this is still working. This is kind of nice. It was so surprising. It felt also very, like, I, it felt 
unnatural, but it felt so natural, but unnatural to anything I've ever done when swimming, because I've never been swimming so slow when the external world, the ocean doesn't look like I should be swimming slowly. It looks like I should be swimming fast. There was something that was tilting my mind, you know, and I was like, this feels so good, but also so unusual, so opposing to everything I've ever done. Like, I can't believe I didn't know this. It was really awesome. It was a great feeling. Yeah, sometimes like the more tumultuous the outside is, instinctively we tend to like react with tension, right? But if we do the opposite and we do relaxation, oftentimes it takes so much of the struggle out of it. Like I had a like a realization years ago with rain where I realized like I was like walking in the rain to somewhere and then I saw all these faces and I noticed like all these people had these uh, really tense faces, right? It's like, and I was like, huh? And then I realized, wait, my face is like that too, right? Like this really, <laughs> yeah. Like, why? And I'm like, wait, okay, I get the part, like maybe you don't want your eyes to be wide open because the rain is kind of like hitting your eyeballs. So I'm like, okay, you can relax your face and still have your eyes like, you know, just half open. And that's the same thing. And then I ever since uh, like the next couple of times where it was raining really heavily, I was like doing that. And I was like, yeah, this is actually changes the complete experience of being in the rain. And now it's like automatic for me almost where it's like, yeah, this is funny. Why do we get to do this really like so tense in the face when, when it rains, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, there's a nice little thing when you are in tropical rain, right? Where it's warm. There's probably a little easier, but even the mere fact... This was actually back in, back in Berlin. Oh, back in Berlin. So, yeah, that's awesome. Because I was thinking, even like a lot of times we get conditioned over the years and when it's raining, people's reaction, generally speaking, is as if uh, the rain is toxic, right? We need to like, we can't get wet. Like it's sort of like some life-threatening thing. So people respond very strongly usually to try to get out of the rain as quickly as possible. And sometimes that makes sense because circumstance, right? You need to go somewhere. You don't want your hair wet or whatever it is. Your, your suit wet or something. Sure. But oftentimes it's not that big of a deal. You get a little wet. You can also walk away from the rain without sprinting and losing your mind. And it sometimes it's actually really enjoyable to walk through the rain and get a little wet. Go home and take a hot shower. You'll have the best of both worlds, right? But it's very pleasurable, the sensation of rain and... It's the only reason people are not just walking around with arms stretched out when there's rain, at least a bunch of people all the time, is some sort of conditioning as children. You know, don't get wet, you'll get a cold and blah, blah, blah. And so we get no, we get so tense around some of these things, right? There's like a little rain and people like running away for their lives. And it's just like, hey, it's not that big of a deal. It's actually pretty enjoyable. If you're going to get out of the rain fast, maybe you get whatever your non-waterproof or documents with you that can't get wet, right? You're yeah. not running. You're not going to be faster because you make your face really tense, right? So. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, or because you hold your breath, right? That actually is not helping your performance of running faster. But that's sort of a body response to a mind that feels threatened, right? It's just, yeah. it's like the face you would make before I punch you in the face, if you had the chance to like choose your face, would be a face that squints and prepares for yeah. impact, right? Tenses up and prepares for impact. Yeah. If I told you I'll punch you with all my power in your stomach, you would hold your breath and tense up. It's again, your body preparing for impact. It rains and people run with a squinting face and holding in their breath. What is that? That is sort of shelling up, is protecting themselves from quote unquote danger. Although there's really no danger here. Nobody's punching you. Nothing is life-threatening, but there's tension, which happens 
all day long anyways, right? The amount of holding breath, the amount of shallow breathing, the amount of tense faces and tense body that we display. And then we we wonder why we're exhausted. Although actually, you know, all we do is sit a couple of hours in front of a computer. It's like, well, if you sit a couple of hours, if the entire day for eight hours, four out of eight hours, you were sitting there bracing for impact for somebody to punch you, that's very exhausting. <laughs> that's very tiring. You'd go home, you'd collapse. Although you haven't done anything physical, you're still physically tired. And yeah, the face thing is a good one. You know, today I swam a, a longer distance and it was very calm water. And I thought, all right, the water is really beautifully calm and I'll swim till the end of the shore or whatever it was. I was like, it's kind of long, but I think I can do it. And I wanted to replicate the experience that I had a couple of days ago where I, I was able to be in this sort of Zen state of mind where I had almost no thought and it was almost effortless to swim. And I swam for a very long time and I was like, oh, I can't. Without thought, it's almost impossible to get tired because my body just knows how to do the right rhythm, the right, and I am fit. It's not like I never do anything. So it's like at the first, my body's capacity to do things is there, right? Without thought, it's sort of beautiful and effortless. Today, I was swimming and I was trying to do the thoughtless embodiment in the water and I just couldn't. And the entire time I was like, all right, let it go. Just relax, slow it. And then I was like, just no thought. Just listen to the sound of the water and the sensation of the body. And then in my mind, and, and I kept the inner dialogue and the this, this, and that, and that. And I could tell that I'm not doing it. Like I'm not able to let go of the mind right now and of yeah. thoughts. And I still sort of made it to my end goal. I still swim quite a long distance. But God, was it like, it kind of sucked. It was just no fun. It was just not as fun. And I had the awareness to try to slow down continuously, to try to let go of the thought. So it was still, I would assume, slightly better paced than if I'd been totally in my mind. Maybe I totally in thought, I would have not made the entire distance, let's say, as effortlessly. But today was sort of stark contrast. And I thought, it makes such a big difference. Jesus Christ, the experience of living is so different when you can just be, when you can just flow, when you're in a, a state of just embodied action versus when there's even the slightest of thoughts. It's like running with a little dog that crosses your legs and you constantly stumble or walk around or stop and start. It's just so much more of us running a marathon while having some kind of a dog on speed, running eights around your legs. <laughs> I would assume it would be a very difficult, <laughs> difficult endeavor. That's sort of taking, that's like swimming when your mind is constantly overactive. It's so incredibly in the way, so exhausting. And all the way through the, whatever it was, the maybe 20 minutes of continuous swimming, I was like, I know it, I see it, I feel it. I want to let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. But I couldn't. The mere act of let it go, let it go, that was thought magnetize just utilizing that train of thought yeah it's like fighting against itself pretending it's doing something right it's like pretending it's doing something else than what it was doing a moment ago it's still the same thing the ability to go with the flow there was another a little moment i had a day later where i said what do you call that liege where you lay down you have like a little umbrella what is the fucking called sunbathing on a not stool, not bench. What is it? These long things at the beaches, whatever it is. I got a seat at the beach right 
in front of the ocean. So kind of the first row, basically. And I sat there because the waves were strong. It was sort of a never ending. It was quite fast and quite like loud. And I'm reading, I'm drinking my coffee, I'm sunbathing. At some point I'm realizing, oh, I'm I'm not relaxing. Something is uncomfortable. I can't put my finger in it. And I try to change my seating position. I'm, you know, stop reading. I'm trying to focus on my breathing. I'm trying to like identify what it is that is sort of irritating me. And then after a little while, it zooms in and it's the waves. It's the, the that noise, that unrelenting clashing of the waves because the tempo was quite fast. And I'm sitting right in front of it. And I thought, oh, this is not very relaxing. Usually, you know, wave sounds are kind of cool. I kind of like really relaxing. This is not relaxing. And then I thought, is it me or is it the waves? So I'm like, ah, who knows? Let's sort of overthink everything. And eventually I decided to change my seat. I'm like, let me see how it's going to feel when I go somewhere else. And I sat, you know, in row or three or four, a little further away. And it instantly was much more relaxing. The waves were not as loud. I had more distance to it. So it was visually not kind of the foam of the waves, not constantly kind of in my face. And it already made things look and feel much calmer. And a little later, I went back to my room. I took a shower and I went out on my balcony where you have sort of the a high up view onto the ocean where, where you see a lot more of the ocean, right? You don't sit right in front of it. And I thought perspective and vantage point changes everything, Right. Number one, when things might be very kind of loud and noisy, if I bury your face right in the spot where the waves crash, but if I seat you at a top of a mountain and you look at the ocean, no matter how wavy it is, you have the hole in mind and you have a much further and longer perspective on it, it look very calming. It will look relatively calm, right? Because you're not with your face right in front of the problem or the thing. and that made me just muse and think a bit about perspective, how much, again, when we think about our problems, right? we've talked about this so many times where in the moment that you have a problem, it feels so all-consuming. It feels like you could drown in it. It's very difficult for you not to feel that it's like life-threatening on some emotional level if it's a big enough problem. But many of these biggest problems ever, a decade later, two decades later, when you look back at them, you know, they don't seem like that big of a deal or they will seem at a, there will be a relative scale that scales it down. Even if you think, yeah, back then that really sucked, but you realize, yeah, you know, in the grand scheme of life, it was a difficult time, but it doesn't, it was not all that, but you have time and space to see all of life and place this event as little part of it versus being drowned and submerged in it in the moment. So like the further away you are from something, the higher you are away from something, you see things more clearly, more calmly. They seem smaller because they probably are. And I even thought about this today when I saw there's these like water sports vacation companies where, you know, you can do water skiing or, you know, these bananas where you jump on it and there's like a speedboat that races and carries the banana that people sit on. Right. So I was watching somebody on a kind of a water ski and a speedboat, and they were so far away that everything looked like slow motion, right? They were doing tricks and movement, but everything was fairly smooth and slow. If I had to follow it, I wouldn't be in a rush with my finger, right? It'd be like, 
I would make very slow motion, you know, loops on the water tracing that boat far into the ocean. But if I was on the boat, it would be quite fast. <laughs> the experience on the boat is super fast. But when you're far away, it looks almost like it's slow motion. You can just like, there's no stress or hectic or speed involved in tracing the movement of something. And it just made me muse and ponder stress, which oftentimes is a sort of something is negative. Something is going too fast, is going against the direction I want, is irritating or threatening me or pushing me or scaring me. And the very fact of being immersed in that fully is what oftentimes make it so threatening, so fast, so scary. We could just pull ourselves out from things. They zoom out further and further away. Everything slows down. Everything falls into a pattern. Everything becomes smaller, easier to see, to understand, contextualize, calmer. And so it's much more probably closer to a truth that allows us to not lose our head and like put it into context. It's like the story I like to tell and I butcher often about the, is it Zen Buddhism? Zen Buddhism story of like the farmer, you know, that has his son fall from the, the horse and break his leg and he can't. But it's a Chinese, old Chinese story, I think. Taoism? Yeah, I think every time I say Zen Buddhism, you turn like, no, it's Taoism. And then I'll forget it again. Definitely Chinese. But, I don't know Taoism more. Chinese, okay, okay. Well, it would make sense. But the whole story is about this man, things are happening and the entire village is making an accurate in the moment judgment of, oh, this is awesome. Or, oh, this is bad. And he keeps saying, we'll see. And as life goes on and as more context is developed, things change, right? The, his son breaks his leg. At first, it looks like a bad thing because he won't be able to help him with the farming. But then there's a war that breaks out and all the young sons that are capable of being sent to war, except his. So everybody's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And he's like, well, let's see. And then something else happens, which makes this turn to be a bad thing. And then another thing that makes it good. And he keeps going. While everybody shouts, oh, this is great. Oh, this is bad. We'll see. We will see. Who knows? So it's tricky to remember this in the moment. Most of the times when you find yourself in a moment like that, it's difficult to remember. But just sitting close to the ocean and the ocean general always being associated in my mind with relaxing, realizing that I was too close to the crashing waves and the waves where going relentless and it sort of activated some, it might've still been relaxing to somebody, but to my state of mind at that point, this sort of relentless clashing irritated something inside of me, you know, something that felt quite sensitive. Maybe it was like, this is an irritating sound. This is not relaxing at all. And then changing the vantage point, taking some distance, make me go, oh no, if I'm just not super close to it, it changes the way I see it or the way I'm interacting, responding to it. Most beautiful thing of all are actually not, have not been my musings or my little philosophical notes in my mind around the beach, but the experience of floating in the ocean, just floating, just that sensation of water and ocean, the sound, the smell, even swimming with closed eyes, but just floating with closed eyes and just listening to the sound around you and just sensing the sensations. You know, I probably have been swimming in the ocean. Yeah, basically every year of my life, I've been in the ocean for a few weeks and I've always loved swimming. I'm not sure if I've ever actually 
sense the sensation of the ocean. You know, usually when I would go swimming, I'd be like, I'm swimming, I'm doing the activity. And then when I'm floating, I'm like looking around at the beach bar, at the nature, thinking, should I go out? Should I stay a little in? Should I push myself and swim? I'd be busy in my mind, you know, in the water, just doing things. Or other people with me in the water and we would talk and have fun and then challenge each other, whatever. Or I'd be with my kids playing, but just really experiencing my body floating in the ocean and just experiencing the sensation of being in the water. I'm not sure if I ever did that. And that has been the kind of most beautiful experience of the last couple of weeks has been sort of the ability to go into the ocean with and not treat it like a workout exercise, you know, or like some sort of a social, we're all sitting together at the beach, it's hot, we're all going to walk into the water and be there or some like playground with my kids but to just experience the element fully. So awesome. So beautiful.